bald and balding people and welcome back to those bald chicks your favorite alopecia podcast i'm Kristen, and i'm here with Paige and our ninth guest ariel rawlings you might also know her from fox fiber or the awesome hair we have on account on instagram we did an instagram live with ariel a little while back and it was so much fun so we wanted to have her on to share her story and chat a little bit so welcome ariel we're so Thank happy you. you could join. Go ahead, start us out with your alopecia journey, story, whatever you want. Awesome. Well, thank <laughs> you guys so much for having me. I yeah. loved having y'all on our Instagram live at Hair We Bought. That was so fun. And I just love what y'all are doing. So thank you guys. So my alopecia story. It starts about a little over three years ago. I had had my second baby um, like six months earlier and my hair started falling out and I thought it was just like the usual postpartum hair loss, which is a thing yeah. that most people experience. I had it with my daughter before him, but I just, it was more than, you know, I started thinking something's not right. So finally I went to my doctor and did all the tests and they diagnosed me with just low thyroid. And so oh, okay. I, I took oh, that medication and my hair actually stopped falling out for a minute and then... A month later, it all was falling out like in clumps and like my family was like complaining because my hair was everywhere. They didn't realize really like what was happening. So yeah, they're like, right. finding your hair in my clothes and like all over the floor and, you know, <laughs> it's a lot of hair to lose. So I was like emailing my doctor like, it's getting worse. <laughs> and I come in, she's like, she didn't have any availability for a long time. So I was just kind of emailing her. And I finally got in to see her and she was like, oh, you weren't kidding. <laughs> like, did you think I was kidding? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Not something to joke about, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, my hair's falling out. Ha ha. Yeah. So she was like, you should probably go see a dermatologist at this point. And so that was a few months later, got in to see the dermatologist and she looked at my head with like a microscope thing and like oh, diagnosed no me with alopecia. Yeah. And she was like, it's, it's fine. We'll treat it. It's going to be fine. It's all going to grow back. And she like left the room and was like looking up, researching like immediately, like she was like ready to go. So <laughs> I had kind of figured out that that's what it was before I went in. And I had found like the Instagram community. And I was like, okay, if this is what's happening to me, I think the best route for me really is going to be just to, you know, shave it and move on and accept yeah. it as best I can rather than, you know, hang on to that struggle. Absolutely. But still, it was a process. So I, I did go through some of the treatment. I did a couple of steroid shots, and I did some creams, and nothing was working. And that's just depressing to hang on to that hope, you know. And, yep. and I changed my diet dramatically. And I mean, really just tried to be healthier, like with the autoimmune stuff. But at the same time, it was maybe sacrificing some like just daily joy, you know? yeah, <laughs> obsessing absolutely. over like what I was eating and yep. and all that stuff. So trying to find something to help it was just right. so, I mean, I was obsessed with that too. I was like, maybe it's the shampoo. Maybe it's yeah. how hot my blow dryer is. Like I thought yeah. about every little thing that could be doing it. Right. It's 
a mental load and like physical to just keep up with all that. And there's so much information out there. Everybody thinks they know the right answer. And so you said that you had hair loss during your first pregnancy, right? It wasn't diagnosed alopecia though, was it? No. So actually like the first, my first experience with what I think was alopecia was when I was like in maybe middle school. My mom was doing my hair and she's like, what is this? And it was, you know, a spot. I think like on the back of my head, really okay. smooth. And I was, I was like, I don't know. She's like, did you pull your hair out? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe something just like ripped my hair out, you know, a backpack. I don't know. Yeah, right. And then it Play, grew back and nothing around. ever happened of it. And after all this has happened, I've thought back to that. And I'm like, that was probably a spot. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody really knew anything. So it was just kind of like, oh, maybe it's just a kid playing too rough and they lost their right. hair a little bit. And nobody in my family has it. We didn't, none of us knew what it was. So so they wouldn't really crazy. think to take you if it was so small. They probably thought, oh, it'll just grow back if it got ripped out. Right. I wonder, though, <laughs> since you didn't know and your family didn't know and you didn't have to think about it or stress about it, that's maybe that why helps. your hair didn't fall out. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was first told that I had a bald spot on the back of my head when I played volleyball when I was young. Mm-hmm. And a girl was French braiding my hair. And she told me and I said, oh probably just because I wear extensions or I French braid my hair a whole bunch and I didn't think anything of it and I didn't get diagnosed for like years later until I went to the hair salon so I feel like that had a lot to do with it I didn't think about it nobody told me about it I wasn't stressing about losing my hair so wild yeah another thing that I should know I think that what triggered it all is my second child was one of those babies that never slept and cried all the time and so that is probably the stress that was like I'm just gonna go crazy now. <laughs> your hair. <laughs> oh, it so. seems like you're very upset. Let's make you more upset. <laughs> right? Yes. Let's just yeah make things so much better for you. <laughs> I remember too when I was diagnosed with low thyroid, which turned into Hashimoto's, which is like autoimmune as well. Sure. I was so depressed. I was like crying to my mom. I was like, I'm gonna have to take medication for the rest of my life like you take the thyroid hormone thing levothyroxine or whatever which isn't a big deal I've come to learn there's no real side effects or anything but just thinking about that and then like what was to come after that it was absolutely kind of funny but 100% I mean even with like the steroid injections and the cream it was a lot to think about because it's like just another added thing you had to add to your routine like yeah. after I went to college and I had classes and I was stressed, I had to go to the dermatologist to get a bunch of shots in my head. So it's like yeah. I already had enough stress and that just gave me more stress. So. And they tell you, like, just quit stressing. That's what's <laughs> causing it. Yep. Well, wouldn't helpful. that be nice? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be nice to have a stress-free yeah. life? <laughs> oh, you Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I wouldn't have any oh. acne. I wouldn't lose my hair. <laughs> yeah. I'd be running every day. <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, oh, bodybuilding. Yeah. 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 yeah, right. No hot yeah. fruits and vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> Never pizza. Yeah, exactly. yeah it's such a no. novel idea. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah, right? Don't stress. Okay. Man. That's the cure. <laughs> yeah, the key to all my problems. Why haven't I tried that? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yes. But so... I guess it all fell out and then it just became the process of actually I had my husband shave it off just quietly one night. I was like, I'm done. Let's just do this. So he shaved my head and it's been a process for me personally, I think like in my relationship with my husband, because 
I changed so drastically. Like I didn't even recognize myself in the mirror. And so I, I feel like he got gypped. Like, you know, you married yeah. someone and I'm not who you married. I'm not, you know, it's not all about looks, but I just felt bad and yeah. not pretty and like attractive. So we had to work through that. It was a process for him to like, you know, see me being so different, sure. but he was very supportive through it all. You know, you still have your eyes, your smile, you know, like he was very comforting. But it was still just a really hard thing, I think, for me. Yeah. It still is sometimes, like, because oh, yeah. I'm not who he chose. And, well, I shouldn't say it that way. I'm, I know what you mean. every marriage kind of changes anyways. Absolutely. You know, but It's such a difficult thing to put into words because it's just like they saw you a certain way when they met you and agreed to marry you. And now it's like you're different Mm -hmm. like on the outside right yeah but I mean they change and they grow with you and I'm sure he could never imagine his life without you so yeah uh, yeah it's been really good for us in the long run you know to I guess sort of attest in our marriage like that this runs deeper than just what we looked like at the beginning we're gonna change anyways (laughs) we're gonna get older right (laughs) it was just such a drastic change and like my self-confidence of course took a dive but we've worked out well and we've both grown through this relationship and yeah we can totally yeah. understand that because we went through the same thing i still have days where i'm like you sure yeah. <laughs> like i'll just I'm look at him Tyler. like you see what i'm looking at like right now like are you sure <laughs> he's like yes what <laughs> i'm like all right i just need like reassurance sometimes exactly. okay yeah. so often. i yeah. obsess over it more than he does i think but i do yep. i'm like would you would you have chosen me like now you know yeah so it's just a I weird the thing that thing. comes with yeah. the hair loss like happening in the middle of a relationship I guess you know yep. absolutely oh. I feel like it would be different too like if the person went through it with you you know what yeah. I mean like or didn't know about it and then found out about it like it's so different for every yeah. single person because <clears throat> I know people that never told their significant other and then waited or they knew about it or it didn't happen until they were far into dating. So I feel like it's so different for everybody because yeah. it's like it kind of, I don't know, it's, it's wild to think about, isn't it? Yeah, alopecia hits all of us at different phases of life, like kids and like young adults, and you know, and I often think I'm glad, so glad it happened to me when it did because, you know, this would have been really hard to go through at this age. But I think it all has its challenges at different you know, phases. It all can be hard. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but... I found wigs and that was super fun and I challenged myself to go out bald and that was fun as well. You know, I have places where I'm comfortable being bald and places where I'm just more comfortable wearing hair and that doesn't mean that I don't accept myself without hair, you know, it's just what's comfortable for me and that's totally fine. We also have the luxury of choice. Yes, yes. And that was a huge thing when I was losing my hair, I felt like I didn't have any control. And so just like getting some of that back in a way through like wigs and hair has been healing us too we agree yeah there are certain places where I'm like I I just don't feel comfortable about surroundings like maybe people that could possibly be there or say something like for perfect example up north we go in the summer like to a cabin I feel a hundred percent at ease there because it's peaceful and it's at the lake and there's people are far away but not close so it feels like you have more space to be yourself but in like confined spaces like it kind of freaks me out 
it kind of like I don't know who's saying what or thinking things and it just gives me anxiety so I would rather be more comfortable than than put myself in an uncomfortable situation so yeah I've often like told myself wearing hair is just like putting my shoes on like yeah I'm not necessarily gonna go somewhere without (laughs) shoes like yeah and it doesn't mean anything bad about myself you know I like that it's like putting shoes on yeah yeah or like putting your <laughs> makeup on but I yeah I agree like going to the gym for me I'm comfortable because I've always gone to the gym since I lost my hair and I have like a great community there but other places where I've never been bald before yeah I don't yeah. want extra attention right now yeah so. and sometimes you just don't right you just don't feel like it you don't feel yeah. like having any questions or and that's okay too because if you yeah. don't feel like it then you just want to glide through like everybody else exactly. is grocery shopping yes. exactly. yeah yep i don't want All any right. of the comments i don't want any of the sympathy i don't <laughs> i don't yep. want any of i just want to get no. my my bread and my, and my milk <laughs> yes out. just get get stuff and go get some food yeah yep. yep. All right, we're going to jump into some questions. Um, what was the hardest hurdle for you to jump when it came to your hair loss? Just initially recognizing myself in the mirror, being confident and comfortable with my husband without hair. I think those were two really big things. I wouldn't let anyone like look at me from behind or like, you know, I was very self-conscious of that and like, don't touch my head. like Because you know? yeah, I, I don't accept it quite yet. So, yep. Yeah, just working through that and like giving myself the time to work through that and like not comparing my journey with anyone else's. I mean, I've been I feel very grateful like I've had, you know, the Instagram community has been like huge and just seeing people like live happy lives without hair. The support of my family and has just helped me cross those hurdles I feel like quicker than I would have without them. Yeah. I think it's so important to see people just in, like you said, in life, even wearing hair, like wearing wigs out there and not caring, traveling with them, or even rocking bald wherever they go. I feel like it's so refreshing to see people just do what they want and not worry about it. Um, That helps me kind of get through it too. I would agree with you with like my husband too. I've gained some weight lately and that's been harder for me with my hair loss because my face has changed a little bit too. And I'm like, Ooh, I've gained a little bit of weight, which I know, and taking my wig off, it's even more of a change because I've gained yeah. weight. And I'm like, oh no, I don't, I don't know if I want to <laughs> look at like, myself right now. Like yeah. this almost like like hides it just a little <laughs> bit because I it's just so much too much change at once. So I feel the same way. That's why sometimes when we're sitting there or eating dinner together and I don't have a wig on, I'll be like be right back (laughs) this is gonna make me feel a little more comfortable so I'm still working through stuff like that too and I feel like alopecia is just up and down every single day you gotta just figure it out you know yeah yeah and I just had my third baby and gained so much weight with that yeah that's been a big thing too and I don't lose the weight like you know I don't bounce back or whatever I don't know how many people really do but (laughs) takes me a minute, you know, to yeah. to get back to comfortable weight. And so that's been a, a hit, I guess, you know, just yeah. another level with alopecia. I feel Absolutely. Like. There's so many and you don't realize until you, it like happens and you're like, Oh, here's another thing I have to get over because <laughs> I felt way more comfortable in wigs lately than I have without my wig. And I'm like, man, this is definitely something I'm trying to get over because Oh, it's something yeah. else. It takes control sometimes. And I'm like, yes. all right, I need to figure out how to not let it take control. 
Yeah, if I could just not care what anyone thinks about me, yeah, that would be, that would be nice too. Uh, Another thing to write on the list. Yeah, don't stress. Don't stress. Second secret. We'll have a third by the end, guys. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> okay, we're just going to continue firing questions at you. In what ways do you advocate and or spread awareness about alopecia? So when I first started losing my hair, I created my faux fiber Instagram account and just shared my experience because I wanted somewhere to talk about it. I wanted somewhere to connect with other women. And I didn't necessarily I was doing it on my personal account. But it just didn't like it was a bunch of people that were just kind of watching like they weren't they didn't know anything about it. So that yeah, the faux fiber account was like a way for me to really connect with other women. So I started sharing my experience there. And through that, Yinka, the founder of Hair We Vaughn, based out of Dublin, but we have online sales and e-commerce is a big part of the business. But anyways, she reached out to me and asked me to write a blog for their website. And when I was going through this, my daughter was old enough to see what was happening. And so I think my first blog was like going through hair loss with, you know, my daughter watching and what that was like for her and for me and how I explained that to her. And she was pretty young. And so I got to write that blog. And then that turned into another blog about like working out with alopecia and it evolved into me doing like marketing work for Hair Weave On, helping add products, new products to the website, and then more blogs and Instagram lives. I, I run the Instagram page for Hair Weave On, and I get to interview so many amazing people in the community on our lives. Yeah, and that's share, awesome. Share their stories and cool products, and I that just it, I love that part of it so much. Connecting with other people who have gone through hair loss or different things. Absolutely, but that's been amazing. But yeah, that's kind of the big way I'm like trying to spread the awareness and and share about alopecia and this community is just incredible. I can't say it enough. I feel like the main goal is just like, even if it helps one person, that's all that matters, you know? Like if one new person that is brand new to hair loss and has nowhere to go or turn and they watch your live or hear a podcast or see a post where they're like, oh my gosh, and then they find the community, that's the whole point, you know? Exactly. that's all that matters. Um, yeah, I remember when I was losing my hair, I just like frantically searching, like I was watching YouTube videos, just trying to find information or like other people who've gone through this. And yeah, so I know that it it was very valuable to me to have, you know, people to relate to. So yeah, absolutely. All right. One of my favorite questions. Do you have any moments throughout your hair loss journey that make you laugh now, knowing that things are a little bit easier or any embarrassing moments that you could laugh at now? Oh, let's see. (laughs) Uh, Oh, okay. Yes. So there's this thing called the hat magic and it's like, you know, I don't know if y'all know what it is, but it's, you've seen them before, I'm sure. It's like an elastic with the wig on the bottom half. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. When you're not wearing it, you look like, like... (laughs) Like an old man, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already really dying. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> so we, my family was going to just like uh, this little mini like amusement park for my daughter's birthday. And I was like, this will be great. I'll wear the hat hair. You know, it's not a full wig. It's not like bulky and crazy and it'll be good. But, but like we get to the first roller coaster and they're like, oh, no hats, no loose items on <laughs> cannot take it off i'm sorry this is not i'll hold it on i swear Uh, yeah my hand will be glued to my head i don't want it to fall off more than you don't want it to fall off right so that was really funny i ended up just wearing i convinced her to let me wear it on the ride like this is 
this will probably, I don't know, shock you or <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like so. that's like the worry of everybody that does wear hats because right now my wig is not secure at all. I'm pretty sure it's back here. Wait, let me look. <laughs> like it's not in the right spot because I have yeah. a hat on. So if anybody were to tell me to take off can't my hat, take it off. it's like I can't. I can't take yeah, right. Like that I can't. It doesn't take, come off. I can't Sorry. take it off. But I had a similar thing when I went to a concert where before I was public about my hair loss or anything, I always wore baseball caps with my extensions and stuff because I almost had no hair. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, you need to lift it up. I need to see if you have anything under there. (laughs) And I went, well, I'll tell you what I got under there. (laughs) It's nothing pretty. So please do not make me take this off. (laughs) Like, I do not want to do this right now. And it's just a clump of nest hair. (laughs) No, <laughs> absolutely not. I was on a bike once doing it. Big giant helmet on, and I'd fallen off the bike. Anyway, I had to walk all the way back with a stupid helmet on because I was like, I can't take this off. Not I'm taking it off. With it. Like, yep. Not so here doing I am it. in a residential area walking with this ginormous helmet. People are like, What are you doing? Nothing. Just don't yep. look at me. <laughs> Just don't even pay attention. Let me get home. Yep. Yeah. I need that to get comfortable me. again. Yeah. yeah. That oh. reminds me of another time I was in Wyoming with my husband on like a little vacation and we went um, snowmobiling and I had this really cute like pink wig on with braids and stuff, but it was like really annoying me and super uncomfortable. And I was like, I just can't anymore. You have to wear that big helmet thing too. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, I got the helmet and, you know, the people were there helping me and everything. And then when I came back, I had, like, taken the wig off and stuffed it in, like, one of the little (laughs) snowmobiles. I come back and I have no hair. And they were just kind of, I don't, I think I remember them just kind of, like, looking at me out of the corner of their eyes. Like, what happened? (laughs) Sometimes I I really don't care what people think. And I'm like, you know, this is bothering me, so I'm going to take it off. Yep. Absolutely. For my comfort. Yep. 100%. 100%. It's it's always so funny to reflect on embarrassing moments, though, because it's like, at the time, I'm terrified, but thinking about it now, I just crack up at yes. something like that, you know? <clears throat> I've oh, jumped man. in a pool before with, with the hat magic on as well, and it's come completely off. <laughs> it's just floating away. <laughs> I was with my uh, nephew when I did that one time, and he's like, your hair fell off! <laughs> I love it. So I know, I feel like that would I'm be around. so shocking for kids to see. Like, kids are just kids, you know? So can you, I can't imagine jumping in a pool at, like, a resort, and my wig's just floating. <laughs> and I come and up with them. out, too. <laughs> They'll, like, probably grab it, like, what is this? Yes. <laughs> oh. But my, just, my kids yeah. and my nephews have just, they just roll with it. They're, That's awesome. They know that I'm the aunt that changes her hair, sometimes doesn't have hair, and yeah. they're very resilient. I love it. My daughter today, that actually reminds me, she had like this unicorn coloring book and it was like, write your wishes down and they might come true. And she was like, thinking of these wishes, like, I want a pet unicorn. She's like, oh, and I want to be bald like mom as one of her wishes. And I was like, that is the cutest thing ever. See, it's stuff like that where you don't even expect it, but kids just say the cutest stuff where you're like, are you kidding? This just changed my whole life. <laughs> this one sentence you just said changed my whole world. Oh, yeah. I love it. All right, we have a couple more questions. I never wish that upon her, but it's Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just so cute that she thought of that, though. Like, right. I want to be yeah. just like mom. 
When it comes to your alopecia or hair loss in general, why do you think it's underrepresented? I think it's underrepresented because because we can hide it so easily and like people cannot even know. There was someone at my church. I co- I go to church with different hair. I wear hair, but I just change it up like all the time. <laughs> this girl was like, I thought you were a hairdresser and just changed your hair all the time. I'm like, from long, short to long, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so in that way, it's underrepresented, I guess, because it can't, you can't just fly under the radar and like, you know, nobody has to know about it. And then like, I was talking with Faith Williams, she has alopecia in New York, and she's um, acting and modeling and stuff. And we talked about how like, in movies and stuff, the there isn't just like a normal character that's bald, that's right. a woman, you know, uh-huh. right. they all are like the witch or the bad guy or that's they have cancer or you know, which is so wild, because look at how long hair loss has been a thing. Like, we did an episode on the history of hair loss, loss, and it's literally been a thing for so long. So for society not to just grasp that and to still continue, even after all of the education that's happened with, you know, like the Jada Smith thing, and everybody was searching alopecia and everybody knew about it, people still go right to people being sick. Yeah. yeah, and stuff like that. And it's just so crazy to me because I'm like, how? There's been so much education. Like, there's so many people in the community screaming from the rooftops yeah. about it. And I'm just so blown away that that's and still a thing. there's 6 million people with alopecia. Right. Yeah, there's and actually quite a few of us. Yeah, absolutely. Of us, and and every, still... yeah, every day I feel like people are getting diagnosed. Every, like, every month people are getting yeah. diagnosed. And it's like, it's so much more common when you actually see the community together. And, yeah. like, you realize there's celebrities, there's models, there's scientists, there's literally alopecians everywhere. Yeah. Like, like sports stars, there's basketball yeah. stars, like, they're everywhere. Yeah. And it's just so wild to me that it's still looked at as that like baldness is still looked at as that and it's not because it's been around for so long right I don't know it's just something else I think there's definitely been a lot more education on it like in my generation like I talked to my mom about this and she's like my life would have been over like if this happened to me you know I would have never left the house I think social media has, has helped spread that awareness tremendously and get the word out there but yeah I think that's a difficult thing to say when you don't have it right because it's like your life has to go on you can't just can't just stop and I'm like well I don't want my life to be over it can't be over you know I have to live with it absolutely three kids and a husband to think about like there's no there's no sitting in a hole and (laughs) not dealing with it so right yeah Yeah, I go to to the kids school pickup as a different person every day Right. That's probably getting all those kids used to that, though. You know? Like, I I actually got to go into my daughter's kindergarten class last year and talk about what I did for work. And I told them that I wear wigs. And they were like, can you take off your wig or, like, you know, show us this wig or whatever? And I took it off. And they all started clapping and cheering. And I was like, (laughs) stop it it was really awesome yeah i started just crying (laughs) yes it was so cute they were just like just welcoming great hearts yeah Yeah, they they all thought it was so cool (laughs) that's awesome that's really cool kristen go ahead we got two more questions all right and these are great questions these are great questions so what are your best resources or people that have helped you along your journey i know you said the instagram community but yes specific people yeah, so 
So my sister, she lived in Washington. I live in Texas. I, of course, talked to her through the hair loss situation. And she went to like a baby shower. And there was a woman there that was bald. And she was like, can I put you in contact with my sister? Like, I think she asked her, like, can I ask you why you don't have hair? And she told her it was alopecia. And I think it was like around the time I was getting diagnosed or whatever. So she put me in contact with her. And that was like huge for me. We followed each other on Instagram. And she just almost always doesn't have wigs on. And um, just seeing her like happy and healthy and like going for runs and like raising her kids, just being amazing was like, okay, I can do this. Like, life is still going on. So that was huge. And then Bald Mother Tucker was like a huge one for wigs. Like she makes any wig look amazing. And I'm like, okay. When I didn't know anything about wigs, like I had gone to like just this wig shop nearby and like the wigs weren't that great. Only had like a super dark, dense wig that was my first wig but seeing her account I was like oh the hairline can look so natural and like there's all these different colors and like styles and that really helped me tremendously in my wig journey I suppose but there's so many on the Instagram community Abby Wren is another one she's just amazing Christy Valdeseri was a big one that I followed and there's like some of the cutest like little girls on there and that Absolutely. are like just mm-hmm. such lights and like if they can do it if they can go to school if they can you know have those like amazing smiling faces like throughout I can it do all this right. for them yeah Absolutely. so yeah those I guess are just some to shout out that some of many yeah yeah <laughs> there's yeah, so right. many to talk I, about I'm I know. sure I'm leaving some out and I'm sorry if I I know, right? (laughs) You just have to group it all together because there's so many people. I feel like every day I see a new person that's either new to the community or shaving their head for the first time. Yeah, Yeah. right. It's like every day I see new people and I'm like, yep, this is this is what I love. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. The alopecia community on Instagram that's like been one of the best things that has come of this is just all the amazing women and men that I've been able to meet. Yeah, most of them virtually. Like, I we need to all just like plan to get together. I know. I know. <laughs> it's always virtual. It's so crazy because it's like, man, I feel like I know so many, but then I go right. out in the real world and I'm like, where are they? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like where where are they? <laughs> yeah, I just want to give everyone a hug. Right. It's awesome that like that we have this you know virtual situation that we can talk to each other and yeah share stories. It's, Absolutely, it's great. Yeah. All right, our last but favorite question. What is one piece of advice that you would want to give someone new to hair loss or currently possibly regressing right now? My heart just is with everybody that is going through this. I've had friends reach out to me that are someone that was recently diagnosed with alopecia and lose, or losing hair. And I just want to give them a big hug and tell them they're not alone. But I guess my biggest piece of advice is that you can't compare your journey with hair loss to anyone else's and like there's gonna be good days and there's gonna be hard days and whatever you need to do that makes you feel more comfortable or more confident like that is what you need to do you shouldn't feel like you need to do certain things to prove that you're confident or whatever find your path and life keeps going on and you'll find strength in this and it will make you stronger than you knew you could be. In my experience, at first, it was like the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. And then now it's like, most days I wouldn't wish it back. Some days I would, but most (laughs) days I'm like, it has given me so much. Like, would I trade all these wonderful 
women in my life and like the work I get to do. Like I'm going to Dublin next week for Hair Weave On. Right. It's been three years since I was diagnosed with alopecia. It's literally brought me across the world. Yeah. Which is incredible. And like this summer, we're going to be opening a storefront here in Texas. And I get to help women that are experiencing hair loss in the community here and, you know, help them find hair if that's what they need or want. And like your hard times can be turned into some of your strongest and can make you a better person. And for sure, like God has like, turned this horrible thing into something very beautiful for me. And I know he can do that, whether you believe in God or not, like your challenging experiences in life will make you stronger and just find your people that love you and stick close to them and do your best. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Don't stress and don't care. Don't stress (laughs) and do not care. (laughs) Those are the main two goals. (laughs) Above all else, just quit stressing. Yeah, just don't do those two things and you will be good. (laughs) Hopefully I wasn't just rambling there, but that's kind of been my experience and what I would share with and what I have shared with people. Absolutely. I agree with everything you said because it's like hair loss isn't just hair loss. It comes with so much more stuff. And once you get over that, you realize how much you have gained from it. I feel like I see clearer in life. Like I read things better. I don't care about small things that I used to care so much and obsess so much about and I feel like hair loss has really made me change the way I think about stuff and I feel like I would take all of that and my hair loss rather than not have any of that insight you know can uniquely feel that like pain and hurt for other people that are going through that like I know what that feels like right yeah absolutely So we just wanted to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you all are amazing. You're so great. We loved our live with you. Like that was mm-hmm. so much fun. It was so fun. It was so fun. And we were like, we have to have her on because we wanted you to tell your story on our podcast and we wanted to talk to you more. And we're so happy that you came on. You gave some thank awesome so insight. Sometimes I felt like I was just talking. And- no, it was great. <laughs> I feel like every time I always get something out of every single person that comes on, mm-hmm. like whether it's advice or a story or a good laugh, like I love that I take something away from every yeah. single one. We also have a chick bit at the end of every episode, and this one is pretty cool. The unicorn is the national anthem of Scotland. Animal. What did I say? Anthem. <laughs> no, I didn't. It could be a song. Did yeah. I really say that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me try that again. The unicorn is the national animal of Scotland. (laughs) You have to finish it. Although it's a fabled creature, the national animal of Scotland is actually the mythical unicorn, chosen because of its association with dominance and chivalry, as well as purity and innocence in Celtic mythology. So, yeah. Just another yeah. reason to love Scotland. Yeah, exactly. right. Just another and I reason. I thought it was, you know, you talked about unicorns on here. So, yes. so it's kind of just perfect. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you again. We love talking to you. And you guys know everything that we're about to say. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at thoseballchicks at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm still thinking of the anthem. <laughs> or send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. All of the links to everything you need is in our direct me, which you will be able to find in the episode description. Until next time, guys. Bald crack out.